What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. want to welcome you wherever you're listening from and thank you for tuning in and subscribing to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I am so glad that you are here with us today. I am currently here in Dallas, Texas, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear from today's special guest. I came across her on social media through a mutual friend. Some of you may have heard of her, Terry Seville Foy. When I saw what this guest was doing in the lives of others, I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say to my heart, Hope, I want you to get involved in Behind This Lady and her mission. I want you to donate some Hope Buttons to her organization and support what she is all about. So I did, and here we are in Texas. This month's special guest, I have the honor of sitting down with Miss Carla Shelley's. Carla is the founder of Butchie Box, which is established in December of 2017, as well as she's the CEO of Sparkle Living Incorporated. Carla is focused on restoring the lives of girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and exploitation. Her goal is to enhance these women emotionally, physically, and spiritually according to God's design so that they can dramatically interrupt and change the course of life into freedom and success. Carla also has a subscription box called Bochi Box that holds gifts and goods that are provided by survivors, influencers, and brands whose mission is to empower and restore these exploited women. Everybody, please welcome Miss Carla to our podcast. Okay, so on our Straight Talk with Hope podcast, we like to kind of get to know our guests a little bit more. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some fun questions, if you will. Yep. Um, Just totally, like we said, it's Straight Talk. You're giving it to us straight, whatever it is that you want to say, and we will kick this off. So first question is this, what gets you up in the morning? Wow, what gets me up in the morning? I got to tell you, I'm going to try to not Jesus juke this because, you know, we can kind of Jesus juke things, right? And be like, oh, it's the spirit of the Lord. Yes. That is true for me. Um, But I will tell you what gets me up in the morning is before my eyes even open, you know, that time when you kind of, you know, you're awake, but you you can't really get the the mustard the strength to open your eyeballs. Yes. (laughs) And you're just laying there and you're like, okay, I'm I'm aware. (laughs) 
that I'm awake, but I'm not yeah. opening my eyes yet, you know, because then yes. it's on, right? Yeah. So I think what gets me up in the morning is I start by thanking God for the bed that I'm laying in, mm, for good. the sheets that I that are covering me, for the air conditioning or the heating that I can feel, yeah. for the structure around me that's protecting me, for the water that I'm going to drink as I'm standing up. Mm. So what gets me out of bed and gets me started is, yeah. this is new for me. It's only about five years old for me because I used to be so different. Okay. But it's the joy it's of good. my life. It's, wow. It's literally the thankfulness mm -hmm. of where I'm at and how God is so faithful. And even in my storms and even in my low places, I still do that. And because that's what gets me up to see my life as even if everything went wrong today, yeah. I am abundantly blessed and favored. And I think that as a church, we can cliche that, yeah. we can commercialize it, sure. but to truly flow in that, yeah. honestly, that in my cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> Yes, gotta have it coupled with coffee it's the for best sure. Ever. Yes, to go get that cup of coffee. Just be like, oh, I feel so cozy totally with all the gratitude flowing around. It's just like the most euphoric feeling ever. Joy, gratitude, yeah. and coffee. That's exactly right. Okay, so question number two: What is a current must-have product in your life that, in your mind, you simply cannot live without? Okay, so going on the, the, the conversation of coffee, so this is new for me because I used to be a spark drinker. Okay. And then I decided I want to start drinking coffee more because my husband drinks coffee yeah. every morning. Uh -huh. And I would make it for him yeah. and make my spark. Well, the thing that I cannot live without, and I'll tell you why, I just did a 40-day consecration. So the okay. Lord told me all I could drink was water. Now, it wasn't, I didn't like not eat for 40 days. Sure. But I couldn't have any other beverage but water. Yeah. And I had to cut out sugar. Yeah. And red meat. Okay. Okay. I realized very quickly <laughs> the thing <laughs> that I'm obsessed with and cannot live without <laughs> is my creamer for my coffee. Yes, I love creamer. I mean, when I when I have to think about that question, I'm like, that creamer makes me so happy. It's so true. It's the International Delight French Vanilla. Okay, I was just about to say, what is your favorite one? It, okay. it ignites something inside of me that makes me feel everything is okay. Uh, okay, so is it the sugar-free one you do no, or indeed. just the straight-up sugar? Straight-up sugar. And I just started okay. Weight Watchers and uh -huh. I'm even taking the hit on the points. I'm like, I don't You're care. Like, it's worth it. I don't care. It's five points for breakfast, coffee. I'm having it. I don't care. I'm going to act like that's invisible points. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I would have to agree the creamer is where it's at in a coffee i cannot drink it black for anything no so. i'm trying but it's not good. yeah it's not the it's same not experience, experience. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay number three if you could describe one word in this season of your life what would that word be and why acceleration Good. Acceleration. Um, I'm telling you that there are lows and there are highs. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I, I've built, like you said, Boach's yeah. Place, you know, we I've been building that for five years. Yeah. And there's been a lot of lows where I think, oh my Lord, I actually do not hear God's voice. Yeah. I'm the, further away from God than I've ever been yeah. in, in my low places. Sure. And, um, and then I get myself back together again, you know, get back in the focus and speak my affirmations in my prayers and thankfulness and all that. And then I'm back on track. Yeah. But then another lull comes, you yeah. know? And so it's getting the regulation in that, but, um, believing that if you don't quit, 
It's good. Even when you don't see provision, even mm. when you don't think God is listening, even when he, you don't think he's hearing or you can't see him at work. Yeah. It's knowing that he's still at work. Mm. But here's the thing. Acceleration for me is my word right now because there was a lot of months of highs and lows, but not a lot of consistency. Yeah. And, you know, people would come up to me all the time, Hope, and they would say, I just love what you're doing. This is so amazing. You inspire me every day. And I'm thinking back of my mind. Yeah, well, come walk a day in my shoes <laughs> right. and you're not going to be so inspired, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I get it. I see it from the outside too. But, sure. but carrying the weight of this ministry, yeah. the trauma of the victims, yeah. the fundraising, the building the house, the, the team, the yeah. volunteers, you know, that's very taxing. But sure. I want to say acceleration is my word because mm. staying with it, not giving up, keeping so your perspective in line yeah. on that. God is with you no matter what, and you're going to win no matter what. Yeah. You're going to win even in the low places. You're going to win in the high places. Yeah. But to have acceleration means that you didn't give up and you finally hit that place where the the, the pedal is to the metal yeah. and you're going now 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Knowing that there's always a peak and there's always a valley and knowing that... <clears throat> If you go to a mountain, my husband climbed Kilimanjaro okay. Okay, with okay. my son. And I remember him saying, I said, what did you see at the top of the mountain? He showed me a video and all it was was rocks and snow. And I said, isn't that interesting that at the top of every mountain is nothing but ice and rocks. Mm. And it's what we strive to get to every day. Yeah. But in fact, it's in the valleys that the fruits produce. Yeah. That's where you see the vibrant fruit trees. Yeah. That's where you see the plants in bloom. Yeah. Because it's where all the water runs down to. Mm. The valley is what we dread, but yeah. yet the valley is where the most fruits produced. Yeah. So when you're in acceleration mode, you're able to accelerate to that place that you want, but you got to know that it's a great ride, but get prepared for the fruit. Yeah. Because behind the fruit and behind the valley is another acceleration. Yeah. That's so And I'm good. in the acceleration right now. Yeah. I love that. I never thought about what you just said about being in the valley where that's the most fruit, but that's so true. And a lot of times people don't want to necessarily, they want to accelerate, but they don't want to walk through the valley. Well, if you don't, let me say, if you don't walk through the valleys, your acceleration will be empty. It's true. It'll be nothing but a, like, okay, you know, when they say, um, it's like adrenaline, yeah. it wears off, like yeah. a sugar high, it yeah. wears off. Uh -huh. The acceleration will wear off quick Yeah. if you don't have the fruit and the root in the mm, valley. That's good. So I just encourage people, never dread the valleys. Yeah. Rejoice in the valleys because yeah. that's where the good stuff is coming. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that word acceleration too. Mm. Okay. okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk about um, on today's episode is a lot of times when we are on here and we're talking about um, different backgrounds with people and interviews, what they've overcome or where they're at currently. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, you know, straight out of God's word, because it's the truth of God's word that sets people free. That's right. And so one of the common things that I've seen within you since I started following you on social media, whether it's reading a post or looking at the website, mm -hmm. whether it's talking about you personally or um, subscribing to the bocce box or even discovering the bocce place, the safe house you guys are building. The common words that I see is, is kind of significant, kind of what you were just saying, but is rebuild. It's mm -hmm. talking about restoring and rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to kind of talk to all of our listeners today about 
what does that mean? And maybe give us even some more background about yourself. Like what, how did all this start up? I think I saw on the website something about your mom, mm-hmm. um, even, and that was her name mm-hmm. or, okay. So if you could just fill us in from the beginning, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. So I used to own restaurants. I owned five restaurants over 12 years. Okay. Um, my husband and I are in our 29th year of owning our roofing company here in the Metroplex. Okay. We do commercial roofing around the country, but residential right here yeah. in the Metroplex. So a lot of business background. Sure. Never in my life did I have on my dream board a safe house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was not on my dream board. Right. Um, so in 2000 and um, I want to say in 2012, well, it started in 2007. I started ministry out of my own trials, out of my own um, burning. Oh my God, I was in the fire for a long time, just out of my own stubbornness. Yeah. Um, But out of my own burning, my own ashes, I started to rebuild myself because, and I did counseling and I did all the things, right? Yeah. But I knew that I had to come to the end of myself before I could get to where I needed to be. Mm. And I stopped blaming everybody around me for my mistakes, for my condition of my life. I stopped blaming those closest to me for my joy or the lack of. Yeah. Um, And so I then got into a space where I started rebuilding myself and Mm -hmm. just me and the Lord, you know, nobody, just me and the Lord. And I found things about the Lord teaches me visually. Mm -hmm. So he shows me like parables almost, you know, but visually. Yeah. And um, I found that I was learning so much, but it was overflowing from Mm -hmm. me. And then, and then just from that, women started coming towards me that were broken. Yeah. And when I say broken, I mean, they had caught their husbands in affairs. Sure. They were being emotionally abused. Yeah. They were, had children that were drug addicts or they were the abusers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they just started coming to me as the Lord allowed that. And I was just able to share with them what it was working for me. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing them, their, their lives being altered, their homes being altered. Right. Yeah. So from that, um, my ministry was born and it was just Sparkle Living back then. And that's my actual 501c3. Okay. And um, so did that. We started doing um, conferences in 2015. Now, my mom died in 2014, very suddenly, of ovarian cancer. She was diagnosed in April and then um, died in August. Okay. And so um, her name was Bochi and that's how we, you know, named Safe House. But in 2015, I started doing conferences and... Um, they were called uh, Reignite, but yeah. our theme was love across the line. And so I purposed to go to a safe house in Dallas and find some human trafficking victims that we could invite to be part of our uh, our conference. Yeah. And so when I went in the first time, the founder said, here, come and meet all the girls. And I was like, no, I'm not here to meet the girls. I'm here to talk to you about bringing the girls. I got all nervous. Yeah. You know? And I remember the Lord showing me like, this is going to be your training ground. And so the the founder left me in the room with all the girls. Yeah. And I walked back to the office and I said, can you tell me which ones are volunteers and which ones are uh, are residents? Mm -hmm. He was like, what? They're all residents. And I was shocked because they look just like you and me, Hope. They don't, wow. they didn't look like what my imagination sure. thought, yeah. which was third world country. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I was thinking, what in the world? And And, and so... I just sat down and started doing what I do because by this time I had been ministering almost seven years. Mm. And so I just started ministering to them and I was way out of my league. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do this because you guys are highly traumatized. Yeah. But hope what I found was they were just girls just like you and me mm. trying to be pretty, trying to be accepted, trying to be loved yeah. and, and trying to feel qualified. Yeah. And I remember one girl particularly walking in the door during one of our sessions. She had just been picked up from Presbyterian Hospital 
And she was uh, third degree burns all over her, the side of her body, all down her leg. Her hair was pulled out. She had, her eyes were so swollen that you could barely see her eyeballs. She was beaten back black and blue. Mm. Her pimp had actually caught her um, butt naked in sex with his friend that she thought she was supposed to service for the pimp. But he got so mad that he pistol whipped her butt naked, put her in the car while pistol whipping her, threw her out on the middle of the highway at doing 65 miles an hour, butt naked. Somebody behind them pulled over, stopped, took her to the hospital. And then the safe house I was volunteering at picked her up. Wow. Well, here's what I want to say about that. She came in amongst eight other girls and me trying to act like she had it all together. Mm. And something shifted me in that moment mm. because I could physically see she was beaten black and blue. Mm. She had hair missing from it being pulled out. She was a mess, swollen, third degree burns, face just, you know. Yeah. And she was smiling and she was trying to act. Okay, you know that feeling when you walk into a room with a bunch of new girls? Yeah. And you're like, oh, hi, everybody. I don't know anybody. This is so awkward. Uh-huh. You know, that's yeah. that's my sister's shining spot. It's not mine. Yeah. So I saw her walk in trying to act like, as she's walking into a room of eight girls, she's trying to act like she's in the inside trying so hard to show everyone that she's good. Yeah. But her injuries were on the outside. Man. So we could see that she wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that shifted something in me. Mm. And I thought it was very similar to all of us. Yeah. You absolutely. Me, people like you and me who we're, we might be struggling on the inside, but on the outside, yeah. we got it all together. Yeah. You know, but we're trying to show the world that we got it together, right? Sure. Well, I was saying this last night at an event I was speaking at, mm-hmm. that the thing that was so powerful to me, Hope, was watching the gospel activated because I have known about the gospel my entire life. I have known that Jesus died on the cross so that my sins can be forgiven and I am clean, white as snow, forgiven as though it never happened. And it almost becomes commercialized with Christians. Sure. Right? Yeah. But the Bible says that the gospel's alive. Mm -hmm. And that it heals and it sets people free and it yeah. brings you know hope to the hopeless and so forth. Yeah. But to to actually use the word of God to a dead soul mm. with no hope mm. and watch a light come back on. Yeah. Was all that I could stand. Yeah. So immediately I knew that I was being inside of me. I was being drawn towards something bigger. Mm. I was being pulled into a place I never thought I would be pulled into. Yeah. And so there I was in this space and I served for two years in this um, safe house, served on the board, served with the girls, spent a lot of time with the girls on the weekends, Okay. just ministering. Um, in December, 2016, I was kicked out of that safe house <laughs> and I, and I kind of get excited because I've never been kicked out of anything, but it was a big disagreement between the founder and I Sure, love him now. Great, great guy. Yeah. But uh, I was um, kicked out. Yeah. You won't get into the reasons why, but it was a funny situation. But anyway, yeah. so I went back into fasting and praying okay. and that's when I got the call to open Bochi's place and I, and I resisted it because I didn't want the responsibility. Sure. But then I said yes. And we raised the money in uh, September of 17 and hope opened the first house in December it's of amazing. 17. Wow. 
then we, um, so that's how I got into this world. And I, even though it's really hard work and even though it's, um, a very big responsibility, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And so Bochi's box was born because we needed the businesswoman in me still comes out from yeah. time to time. Sure. But we needed, um, and I would just want to say to your listeners, I had no money when I opened Bochi's Place. Okay. Like when I started this mission in, yeah. in February of 2017, I had no money and no team. Mm. And I just kept going. Yeah. Just kept going. Yeah. Just kept showing up. Just kept connecting. Just kept sewing. And then the money was raised. And then I would have $100 in my checking account with payroll due and rent due the next week. Just kept going, just yeah. kept serving, just kept sewing yeah. and believing God and, and just doing the thing. And God just continued to provide. So I just yeah. want to encourage people listening. If God has called you to something, good. do it. Yeah. Don't be, don't, don't not, not do it because there's not money. Yeah. Don't not do it because you don't have a team or an office. Yeah. It's just, I just kept going. Sure. And so Bochi's box, we knew, we sat down and did the numbers. It was $384,000 a year for one house for 10 girls. Okay. okay. That's our cost to run the house, not to build it, to okay. run it with staff healing the whole nine. I'm like, okay, I don't <laughs> want to be in the posture of raising that money every single year. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm finding something to create. <laughs> yeah. So we, well, yeah. one of our, two of our volunteers, Emma Burris and Destiny White, um, who were faithful servants of our ministry, yeah. came up with this idea to do a, a box. To, to raise money to support the mission. Yeah. And they brought this cute little box. They did a demo for us. Anyway, we took that idea and ran and Bochi's box was born. Okay. And uh, that we're building hope because we, the statistically every 200 subscribers mm -hmm. gives us two months of overhead healing and care and restoration for 10 girls. Okay. That's our stat. Okay. So if we can continue to increase our subscribers, then yeah. people who want to help, but don't know how to help sure. can get a box full of goodies. Yeah. And the profit is going to the daily operation of the safe house. Yeah. That's why the safe house is Bochi's place. The box is Bochi's box. That's perfect. We want people to know it's the same Together, thing. Yes. You know, it's not yes. just like 5% going to the mission, right. a mission that you don't even know what it is. Yeah. It's actually all of the profits are going yeah. to support this. So that's what that is. But that's how we got involved with that. And that's how that all came about. And we're still in the throes. You know, we had land donated to us. Which is amazing. Total God thing. I was asking the Lord for that after our lease ran out yeah. on the house. Uh-huh. And, and God provided it within two weeks. That's amazing. And then um, we've been raising the money ever since to build the house. Yeah. We're hoping we can break ground in June. Yeah. And I saw just, I think it was this week where you posted about someone donated, was it $100,000 for, or what was that We're for? estimating it's over $100,000 okay. worth of house interior. Interior. Okay. So she bought a piece of property. Yeah. And, and she called me and said, now this is not your typical teardown. Yeah. But we're tearing down this house to build our home. Yeah. Because we love where the property is. Yeah. And I'm just expecting like a teardown. Sure. You know, no, it was a 7,000 square foot house. Yeah. And we walked in there and everything is top, top of the line. And I, I mean, honestly, Hope, I was just like, this is biblical time stuff. Like <laughs> who tears down a 7,000 square foot house to build their house and everything's brand new inside and it's yeah. not like junky stuff. Yeah. So literally that's, she provided. So my husband and our roofing company. Yeah. Um. He got all his guys together, his top line crew. Sure. And they've been there since Monday pulling stuff out. I mean, every cabinet in every in the kitchen, the the upstairs media room, they left a huge rack full of 
uh, audio equipment, video equipment, security supplies. I mean, everything. Wow. We've taken out every wet bar, every vanity, um, every toilet, sink, faucet, door, fan, light fixture, everything. Wow. So we can take all that in. So the architect that's designing our um, house for us, Scott Buchanan, yeah, he's going to help us to fit that in. Okay. So when they start building the frame, and then we even pulled out carpet that was brand new in that house. Yeah. They're trying to pull up the wood floors. It's Man, crazy. That is crazy. That's amazing. That's what I mean about acceleration. Yes. So just a few weeks ago, I was like, Man, are we really going to build this house? How are we going to do this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I just stop talking about it, if everybody will forget. <laughs> you know? I just don't know what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, this just happens. Yeah. I love that about God. How just when we're like, you know, I think for all of us that there comes a point, and maybe it's more than, obviously, I know for me in my life, it's been a couple of times where I'm like, did I really hear God on this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you sure God, like, yeah. why would you call me to do something like this? It doesn't make any sense, you know, in the natural means, how are we going to do this? How are we going to accomplish it? You know, accomplish it all. And then God just shows up when, like you said, when you're wanting to get discouraged or defeated or quit or say, Hey, give this assignment to somebody else. Yeah. Lord. Oh, I've said that. Yeah. Times. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, I've given it to you for a specific purpose. Right. And you know, you just start doing what you're doing. Like you said, acceleration, you're not giving up. You get up every single day and you trust God and you don't know what the day is going to hold per se, but you're just like, okay, God told me to do this assignment and I'm going to run with it. And that's even if I want to say this, it just, just dropped into my mind. I raised babies for 20 years. Yeah. So I'm all the, the, the fire and the gusto inside of me was inside of me when I was 20 years old, when I married my husband, mm. then when I had my son at 22, all that was still there. Yeah. And then when my daughter at 25, but I purposed that all of my assignment was going to be to nurture my family and raise my kids. Mm. And then when that was not, I'm not saying that that's all I did. Sure. So I, I nurtured, like I hosted Bible studies in my house, yeah. Bethmore, you know, all the Bethmore studies. Yeah, right? yeah. I um, I had a lot of little things going on around me, but the kids were first. That was my first assignment. Yeah. But when we do that and we, then we, we give God our best in whatever assignment or season you're in, mm -hmm. then the next season comes and yeah. you still give him your best. Sure. Here's the thing. We cannot lose. You go from glory to glory, right? The Bible yeah. says, but the thing is, is that we can just flow. Yeah. I, I used to be the biggest control freak ever. <laughs> what a waste of energy and time. Yeah. Because literally I can just sit back. Okay. What today, Lord? And the Lord's just already got it pre. Yeah. And everything's just going to work itself out for its reason. And we're just going. Yeah. Absolutely. And it takes the pressure off. It then does. Then you can enjoy the mission. It's so true. What would you say in people that have a dream, have a desire, have a goal? What would you say, how, or how how do you overcome different thoughts that they're dealing with or insecurities even like, why should I keep doing this? Maybe a person's had a dream out there for five years, three years, and it still hasn't happened. What would you say to that person about still doing what God's asking you to do? So for me, if somebody has a dream and it still hasn't happened, I would ask, I would ask that person to stop and think, what have you done 
to get started because God's going to add his super to our natural. So true. Right? Yes. We got to, the Bible says, by the sweat of your brow, mm-hmm. you will eat, which means yeah. you got to do your part. Absolutely. Right? And so I think a lot of times our past hurts yeah. and pains, our rejection, our fear of failing, yeah. our abandonment issues, mm-hmm. our, 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 um, the issues of being betrayed and left, yeah. all of that takes first seat in our lives. Yeah. And I want to say this to, to anybody listening who is stuck in that place where you just can't get to where you think you should be. Yeah. The more when you and, and I love what one of the guys that I study follow says, he goes, if you want to change your personal reality, you got to change your personality. Mm. So If your life, because this is what I came to the end of myself, I looked at my last 15 years of my life and I'm like, I'm still in the same place, repeating the same patterns, getting nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a great life and I can count the ways I'm blessed. Yeah. But I'm in a cycle. Sure. Running around the same mountain. Yeah. So I realized if I got to, if I want to change my personal Uh reality. Yeah. I have to change my personality yeah. because I am the catalyst mm-hmm. and the common denominator in every area of my life. Yeah. So I had to release my husband and my children yeah. and my friends and my church and my pastor from being responsible for my joy yeah. and my freedom. So good. When they were released, then I realized, hold on, I'm responsible for all of this so I can get myself whole and free. Yeah. I can work on me. Yeah. I don't have to work on everyone else around me. Yeah. Which is exhausting. Yeah. And it never works, by the way. (laughs) I tried 20 years to change my husband and I'm telling you, it doesn't work. (laughs) What works is changing me. Absolutely. And then the flow of that just draws in the goodness of everybody, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I think to encourage people listening about like, what do I do to get started? I would say spend, now you can go to my website. Yeah. I think it should be under, um, I think you got, I can't remember. It might be under Arise Classes, but it's a 40-day consecration. And on my podcast, it's called how to draw the final line in the sand. Okay. And and it teaches you about the consecration. Okay. okay? And the reason I say that, and, and the reason I titled it, how to draw the final line in the sand, because how many times have we said, that's it, draw a line in the sand, I'm, I'm starting over. <laughs> and then two weeks later, okay, I'm drawing another line. And then the next year, okay, I'm going uh-huh. draw, to draw, I'm just leaving the past behind me and I'm yeah. focusing on what's forward, but we never do. Yeah. So this is a part, it's a conversation that I teach about how to draw that final line and do a 40-day consecration, which is an actual 40-day fast. And it's not okay. like you can't eat. It's give up two or three things, you know? <laughs> yeah. So when you're in that space, you're emptying yourself of yourself. That's good. And you're sanctifying yourself. You're yeah. sanctifying your time, which means setting a set. And you put things in front of you that you believe in God for. So I, I say up to 10 things. Yeah. Specific. Yeah. Not like prosperity and wealth. Well, you can't yes, measure that. In the details. It yeah. has to be measurable. Yeah. Right? So do in that space, you come to know who you are. Yeah. And you come to know what God says about you mm-hmm. and what God can do for you. Hey guys, I want to let you know as we get ready to close out. So you're asking the question, how can I be a part of what Carla Shelley's is doing in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area and get involved with Bochy's Place or the Bochy's Box? It's so simple. You just simply go online and type in the Google browser, bochyplace.com. That's B-O-C-H-Y-S-P-L-A-C-E.com. 
whether you're subscribing to one of the Bochi boxes, um, you can do that annually or you can do it quarterly. Those are just simply tools that will help reach these girls to further in moving into the Bochi's place. Remember, the Bochi's place is a safe house that Carla and her team are building to actually house 10 of these girls. That will be an opportunity to store what was stolen from them through restoration as they get ready to rebuild these women and they're not only walk with Christ, but where they're going in the future. So I want to tell you how you can get involved and even donate to the Bochi's Place house that is being built right now. There are so many opportunities in doing this. You can even buy a brick. So right now there's a thousand bricks that are sold. They're reaching up to 5,000 bricks needing to be sold. So if you want to purchase a brick, you can do that. Other opportunities that you can get involved in is you can actually sponsor a room. That's right. Like they've got rooms you can sponsor such as a bedroom by giving $10,000 or laundry rooms, $10,000 there, kitchen, $20,000, craft and classrooms, $10,000, even a prayer room of a donation of $3,000. Not only that, but they have other opportunities that in your gifts, say you just wanted to even be a part and give $100 to $500. They have things called a friend's wall, well, where they will put your name on the wall as a friend. Then there's a restore, that's a $1,000 gift. A groundbreaker, which is $5,000. Step to freedom, $25,000. Legacy is $50,000. And pioneer is $100,000. Each of those, your name is engraved on different parts and features within the house. And if then if you really want to top it off, and God puts on your heart to give something supernaturally big, it's called the Waymaker. It's $500,000 and the house is named in your honor. How cool is that? So those are just some ways you can purchase to look to buy a brick, complete the form, pay for the bricks, and then share the mission. Simply talk about your decision to partner with Bocce's Box and Bocce's Place on your social media with your friends, family, and host your own fundraiser. Podcasters, thank you so much for listening in today. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with others if you really enjoyed today's episodes or even some previously episodes. few things I want to make mention to you that you may not know about is our online Hope merch store. You can click the link in the bio on Instagram and it'll take you directly to the page where you can buy all the latest trends on the Hope merch. You can also find me on other social media platforms such as Facebook, YouTube. Just look for at Hope Lamberson. Even check out my website to learn more of who I am at hopelamberson.com. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is hope. We'll see you back here next month on Straight Talk with Hope.